This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This programme was previously broadcast live on Love Sport Radio, so some items may be out of date. For more podcasts or to listen live, visit lovesportradio.com. Good evening. This is the Chelsea Fan Show on Love Sport with the boys from the Chelsea Fancast. Stamford Chich and Mark Worrell. Me, Matt Beadle, with you until 9pm this evening. What a lovely beginning to the show. Fellas. What, Blue Day? Yeah. No. Well, come it's wrong. On. The only reason we play this now is because Jonathan Kidd wants his royalties out of it. Is that you right? Say, I reckon so. It should be the liquidator with no We Hate Tottenham in the middle. Right, Marco? Unless we're playing Tottenham. Well, yeah, okay, unless you're playing Tottenham. But uh, I, love, track, I love this. This is, this is 96, 97 when you yeah. won the FA Cup. Yep, yep. Against Middlesbrough. Graham McPherson, yeah. Chelsea yeah. fan. But unfortunately, you'll. You'll, you'll have this dubious honour, I suspect, next week, Matt, when uh, Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Kiddo Kid will be sitting there. Uh, you think, you know, if you, if you kind of end up at nine o'clock thinking, God, that was hard work, you wait till next week. What am I in for then? Yes, you're in for a little bit of. Uh, He's mad, bad, and dangerous retrospective. to know. <laughs> he looks genuinely worried. Oh, to be fair, I, I quite like a bit of retrospective. It's, no. it's, it's good. All right. Taking you back to the 1950s with oh, Jonathan Kidd. That's a bit too far. Jonathan's claim to fame was that he was uh, in Mr. You're too young to remember Mr. This, Kipling. Mr. No, Mr. Pipkins, wasn't it? Pipkins, <laughs> Hartley Hare. He's a voiceover artist extraordinaire, actor, and uh, resident in the posh seats of the East Middle. I see. Okay. But he's great fun. Nice. Well, look, moving on. <laughs> As we probably should. Um, pre-season's looking okay, fellas. A, a rookie so. start, hashtag Lampard out, was sort of no, trending on rubbish, Twitter. Matt. I mean, that's come rubbish. on. I, come on, <laughs> I had this out with you the other week. That was rubbish. You I thought know I'd it. poke the bear. Fisherman's he friends. He can't help it. Uh, but a win against Barcelona, yeah. fellas, and the Rakuten Trophy. Rakuten Trophy. You'll, You'll never, never win that. that. So you've lifted some silverware. We have already. More, more silverware than Tottenham in the last 10 years. Indeed. Early one. Lampard's Early only dip. been the manager for four games. I know. Fantastic. Brilliant. Uh, but it was good, right? A decent performance. Tammy Abraham on the score sheet again. I want to discuss this goal, by the way, because yeah. it was a, a good goal, but I'm kind of going to describe it as expertly clumsy because he took... What, Abraham? Yeah, he took him on, but also sort of fell over his feet a little bit with the finish. That was a dummy, man. No, what do you mean? <laughs> what I like about Tammy is he's kind of like um, comparing to Maratta, who's just clumsy and. Oh, but you heard the latest on Maratta? Apparently, it's all our fault again. Oh yeah, we but, didn't but love him so enough. So that clumsiness. The thing is, with melt. with Tammy, he gets himself into the position. He does. I mean, he blazed one shot over the bar, didn't he? His first, but yeah, first but, effort. But he came, he came back but and he scored. Get, but he gets in the right position. He does. And he doesn't, and, his head and doesn't he does go down. Score. So whether it's clumsy or not. But, you know, that, that's the thing, isn't it, Marco? You know, that's, that, that is what you kind of want from a striker. You know, that, yeah, you're going to miss a lot. You're going to miss more chances than you're going to... see the gonna, net rippling. Yeah, but you're going to miss more chances than you're oh. going to score. But the point is, if you know what you're about, if you know where you know the onion bag is, you're going to score. People and that's, said Mickey he Quinn ate it. a lot of pies and he was fat. So Scored. many goals, so, so many Why goals. I? Can he, lad? But you know, Tammy Abraham he's a scouser, is a, though, isn't he? he yeah, no, apart from that, he's all right. Anyway, <laughs> the bottom line is is that Tammy Abraham to me looks like 
a proper striker, a kid who, who likes to score goals. And if he does miss a few, it's not going to phase him. It's not going to bother him. He's still going to try again and, until he gets, you know... I think he's got... Basically, he's he's a young lad. He's got the bottle to do the job. Confidence. You know, he's, he's not going to want to swap the number nine shirt out for the number 29 shirt and make out it's to do with his twins being born. Yeah. And, and, He's a a very likeable character as well, isn't he, Tammy? He seems very humble, very honest. I saw an interview with him after the game and he was just saying how wonderful it was to score against Barcelona. Not looking forward to the 14-hour flight home, he said. But But from from Japan, yeah. yeah. It must be really hard in first class with a nice (laughs) bed to sleep in. You should try and stowage. uh, What do they call it? Steerage. Steerage, yes. Um, Clearly I've never had to to sit in steerage. Aside from Abraham... (laughs) It's great to be on a show with you, Chigi. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I'm going to miss you on Sundays, man. Absolutely, I'm, I'm mate. gutted about that. Anyway. Um, Mishi Bachwai, he obviously had a couple of chances. Now, I want to touch on Mishi because we have to ask the question as to whether he has developed since you signed him. Now, I know he had that first season where he scored the winning goal at West Brom and that was yeah, wonderful, yeah. but loan spells with Dortmund, Valencia, I think he was at, right, Crystal Palace. Yeah. He's been okay. He was good at the start of his time with Dortmund, but... This is a striker who's gone on loan to various clubs. He's now yeah. back at Chelsea, but has he been better off for going to those clubs, or have we got the same player? It's a good question. Okay, I think I think I think Mishy's his style of play has been the same at all those clubs he's gone to play. So he's 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 kind of like a goal mouth hungry striker. He doesn't do much. He's a goal hanger. Yeah, he, he doesn't do much no. in the build up. But he'll get himself into a position, and if the right opportunity presents itself, he knows where the goal is. Yeah, I mean, like when he was playing for Dortmund, which is probably by far and away yeah, the best definitely. of his loan moves. I think he got injured, didn't he, mm. towards the end of that, which was a shame. Um, you know, clearly he can score goals, but it's got to be suited to the style of play, uh, the team. I mean, he was just suffocated at Valencia, wasn't he? He didn't get anywhere there. You know, I, I think. Even when he was at Chelsea, I mean, this is the interesting thing because he gets a, a really hard time for the brief amount of time he had there and, of course, the brief of opportunities he got, which is completely typical of Chelsea. But his goals-to-game ratio and his goals-to-minutes ratio, I remember at the time, it was up there with Harry Kane. Yeah. You know, so he, he, he is a goal scorer, but what he cannot do, and I think what he struggled at doing, was to be the lone striker up front because he can't hold the ball up. I don't think he has enough technique. He has... Absolutely no concept of where the offside flag is. Mm. Um, and he's not the kind of player who's going to pick the ball up about 30 yards out, beat a few players and then bang it away. It's just not his game. You stick the ball in the right area for him, he'll get on the end of it. He's a goal scorer. Mm. So I, I, I kind of like him for that, Matt. I, I would not discard him I think, I think, you know, easily because I think he can do that. I think Lampard seems to be um, putting his uh, faith into... Tammy though doesn't he well good because Tammy's the future do you well, think do you think that's what, I mean what do you think is so I think be that might preclude Bakshuai do you think I, he I might think, go you think they'll only keep well, two strikers I, I think Giroud is Giroud and he'll, he'll score goals and I like you know, Oli yeah yeah I mean if he's yeah. doing it off the bench you know I mean he won as the Europa League didn't he you know, yeah he scored 11 goals in that mind you according to Steve Nicol obviously not good enough <laughs> Have you seen that absolute idiocy? <laughs> Talk you, about alcoholic you not liking dars, an ex Liverpool player's comments, yeah, yeah. Stamford well, you know, Chidge. As, as a you know what fan, you should agree with me. <laughs> I won't reveal your identity until I feel it's worth doing. <laughs> Do I have to guess? If you want to. He's not Cockney Red, is he? I couldn't possibly comment. We're going to move on quickly <laughs> He's here, not from London. Um, <laughs> now, listen, another player on the score sheet. In Barcelona was yeah. Ross Barkley. Yes, who oh, we is, like we Ross. love Ross Barkley. Now we're adding to Ross Barkley. Ross Barkley, ridicule is nothing to be scared of. <laughs> Brilliant. Does that actually that get sung on the terraces? Well, it will do. Might do. It will do. <laughs> now, now it will do. Now, 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 now I've heard Marco singing it. It'll, it'll <laughs> okay. be like like you know forest fire, mate. <laughs> well, Barkley look, looks like he's coming into his own because I have a theory on Ross Barkley and Go the on. fact that he is a good player. Yeah. But I've I've just felt ever since he's gone to Chelsea, he doesn't believe in himself that he's quite got it to be a Chelsea player. Like he's almost surrounded by stars, a little bit starstruck to an extent. I think I think, mm, I think the interesting point. thing with with Barkley is he he actually was one of the few players in the Chelsea squad last season 
who benefited from Sarri being there. I think Sarri gave him an opportunity that, I mean, Conte's world was collapsing inwards anyway when Barkley came to Chelsea. So yeah, Bad time to come. Yeah, it was and he bad, wasn't really it was a bad fit. bad time to come yeah. and he wasn't fit, no. But I think last season, you know, I mean, there was the 22 substitutions involving Barkley and Kovacic, you know, yeah, which tells you everything you need to know about Sarri. Um, but, you know, Barkley, when, when he was called on, uh, he, he he's a flair player with a goal in him. And I always thought, as soon as the Lampard, um, move sort of started bubbling up. I thought if there's one player going to benefit from that, it's Ross Barkley. Yeah, I'm with you there. Because he's a player, you know, he's kind of, he's not, he's never going to be Frank Lampard, but he is a player that, you know, he's got a good engine in well, him, gets around the pitch, he scores goals as well. I was going to say, if there's a comparison to be made, and I think this is why it will play into Ross Barkley's hands that he's got a manager like Frank Lampard yeah. now. And, I mean, this is not a dig at Sarri, but Barkley was so not a Sarri player because Sarri wants people to pass the ball and immediately they get it. Ross Barkley's huge strength is not having to think about what he's doing. It's about having the ability to have that ball at his feet and run yeah. and beat people. Joe Cole's the comparison. Frank Lampard played with Joe Cole. I think they're similar kind of players. They, they thrive on having the ball at their feet and beating players and scoring the old goal too, which is what Joe did. So I think the fact that Frank's manager and he played with a player like Joe Cole, who had huge individual ability, uh, I think that you know he he will, he may he may well look at Ross Barkley. So I've got a similar kind of player on my hands here, and yeah. I think I know how to handle that kind of a player. So Ross Barkley is one, right? Yep. And Golo Conte is another. Jorginho oh. is another. Yeah. Mateo Kovacic is another one. Mason Mount. Danny so Drinkwater. Same, we've got too many midfielders. Team of Bakayoko. <laughs> well, we've, we've also, yeah, but we've Bakayoko's... I think Bakayoko, mm, bless his heart, yeah. Do you um, think, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I mean... He's had a crap pre-season. Yeah. But, um, I mean, in a sense... I mean, he, I think we need to have a caveat here, Marco, Marco, because, you know... We won't be seeing. You can't... You cannot... We, as mortal fans, cannot judge players on their performances in pre-season. Because we are, we, we are not, you know, we're not comparing like for like... You can as a, as a manager because you're looking at and looking for different things than we as fans will be looking for. Now, OK, it's entirely possible that Lampard will look at what Bakayoko's been doing in training and in the performances and say, you know what, I just don't think he's got it in him to be a Chelsea player. But I don't think we're really qualified to make that judgment yet. If he plays against Man United and, and is as poor as he was for us before he got loaned out, then that's a different thing. Mm. But I don't think you can really make that assessment in pre-season. Bottom line is, Matt, we've got way more depth at the moment in midfield than we certainly had last season but I think it what what is more interesting is the fact that it's much more likely that we're going to be playing a 4-2-3-1 this season than a 4-3-3 like we did last season and that gives you I think much better options in fact we were seeing it in glimpses with Sarri last year but I would be certain that Jorginho and Kante or Kovacic and Kante or any two out of those three are going to be starting as the two so is Danny... In fact, actually, it's going to be Kante plus one of Jorginho or Kovacic, I think. And Danny Drinkwater is nowhere near this because... I... Well, it'll be interesting it's to see. Yeah, but I don't have a... For example, I don't have a problem with Drinkwater playing with Kante and a two because that's what he did at Leicester. And this is what a lot of us have been yeah, saying. It's a great effect. And we saw yeah. it. I mean, he should well, have gone to Euro... the league. And he should have gone to Euro 2016. Indeed, he should. Really? Yeah. But, but didn't. I mean, that's a great double act there. So, you know, you suddenly you've got, you know, four players for two positions. And I don't think you could really say that last season. Not uh, least because they were. It was a three, and everybody's out of position. And I'd yada, be yada, surprised. Yada. I, I think. I think Bakayoko is going to go. In yeah, this I, I reckon so. And I think if Drinkwaters can get his head round, you know, earning a hundred grand a week and doing nothing, you know, which is what he did. Do last you think? Season. Do you think Frank might have, you know, stuck a rocket up his rear and got him more galvanised? Well, no, not, not, not so much that, but I still think his opportunities are going to mm. be severely limited but we'll see because we don't know because we're not really I don't think in a position to make that assessment we're yet. not but Drinkwater's opposite you know if he really 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 is a professional footballer supposedly the prime of his mm. career wants to sit on his bottom well let's face bench, it he's fifth out of six in the pecking order so you know that's the reality I don't know do you want to move I'd move yeah I would would you move if you are Danny Drinkwater? A wealth of midfielders at Chelsea next season, potentially. Coming up, more pre-season fallout. 
For the fans, by the fans. Love Sport Radio. This is the Chelsea Fan Show with me, Matt Beadle, and the Chelsea Fan Cast, Stanford Chidge and Mark Worrell. We're going to be talking more pre-season fallout here. And fellas, I can't believe it. It's all over. That's Pelaqueta. What's going on? He's finished. Or is he back? No, 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 no. I mean, I, I should defer to my uh, honourable honourable friend to my right, um, who I think uh, was engaging in a little bit of Twitter naughtiness. Were you not, Marco, this week? Well, only I think after we lost to um, Kawasaki in in the uh, I can't remember what trophy that was called. It wasn't the it was the Intercontinental whatever trophy. Um, all these tweets from suspicious accounts saying, "Ah, oh, Aspilicueta, a player in decline." Is that what they were saying? Yeah, what a what a what, what a shame to see such a legend can't get up the pitch anymore. Can I ask who said that? Um, name and shame. Name and shame. There's no way that he's in decline, right? Of I mean, not. a 29-year-old. Well, excuse well, me. Well, I, I mean, I, I, I just responded. Did... Well, in his last competitive game. Yeah. He captained Chelsea to a 4-1 thrashing of the Arsenal um, in the Europa League final. So if that's decline, then more decline, please. I was Um, listening to, I think it may have even been this show last week, and there were some people questioning the fact that he can't cross the ball. Is that fair? Because I remember in Morata's first season at Chelsea, those two actually struck up quite a partnership and with assist to scorer statistics I think they were right up there and as Piliqueta almost produced this more unorthodox cross where it wasn't a, a classic whip but a ball in yeah. to sort of like the kind of diagonal the, ball yeah that Morata would, would head home one I remember against United I think pe- people have kind of Chelsea full backs in, in recent years I mean there, there was the cataclysmic downfall of Ivanovic um, do, 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 do. Yeah. Sorry, couldn't resist. <laughs> Chelsea's number two. Da, 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 da. Um, yeah, I mean, he 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 just sort of fell from being a world beater yeah. to an also. Yeah, but his legs went. His legs went, but he wasn't that old. So people kind of had that in their mind. And then last season, it was Alonso, wasn't it? Who you know they were calling. He never him had a, legs. No, but they were calling him Alonso slow yeah, because because they're idiots. He was playing as a wing back under Conte. Couldn't, couldn't, you know, didn't have the a the presence of mm. mind and b the stamina to to work as a fullback in in Sarri's well, system. Well, I mean, look. So I think just a lot of, you know, Aspilicueta has played under I don't know seven different Chelsea He's managers. He's the captain for God's sake. I think he came. Did he come to Chelsea when? Uh, two thousand. No, it, he was two thousand and thirteen. So I think he came after the Europa. He either came after the Champions League or the Europa League. I think he played might be in the, the Europa League. League. Yeah. So he came in yeah. 2012 then after the you know, Champions League. So he's League. played, in, he's only 29. Right. He's, I don't think his legs have gone. I don't. I mean, you know, they might have slowed a little just, bit. It's just, you know, the bottom line is Aspilicueta can play anywhere across the back. Yeah. He's played left back and won medals. He's played centre back and won medals. Played right back and won medals. You know, everyone knows Rhys James is going to be the next Chelsea although he's just had another right off back. hasn't he so he's out for a while but that's the Which plan is a shame but that, yeah you're right long that, term Reese James will take over that, but that, in a couple that, of seasons that that's the plan uh, uh, right back yeah. but in the meantime you know it's you know Lampard's looking at that going who who can I trust who's going to be my captain this season it's going to be Aspilicueta but ultimately Marco you know I think that the, the issue is 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 Oh, Time and tide wait for no. Well, man. no, no, no. I, I, I don't. I'm not worried about that. I think, I think he's, he's got you know, two minimum of two years, maybe three at the, at the top yeah. of his game. You know, he's not in decline. Bottom line, I can't believe why people think that. Certainly, I can't believe why people think that based on watching a match in a pre-season. For God's sake. Um, anyway, what they're, they're the people that said Lampard out. Though. Oh, they're they're football Twitter mate. You know, they're, 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 no, they're the, <laughs> che- they're the Chelsea FT influencers, FT. mate, because they all do little blogs, don't they, on their <laughs> stupid camera phones? Stanford Chidge, I'm intrigued to know whether you get into any Twitter battles. No, I'm any far too spats? smart for that. No, no, no. Anybody ever respond as Don- to as Donald your Donald Trump would say, I don't deal with low IQ people. Oh, crikey! Oh, well, to all the listeners of the Chelsea inviting. fan show, we <laughs> you have to you have to come up to the you know the high water mark if you want to duke it out of me. Um, actually, I just have I don't have the time, Matt. <laughs> That's the reality. That's basically it. Bottom line: Aspilicueta, 
you know what? Yes, he is not a marauding down the wing. He's not a, tra- a Trent Alexander, no. for example. He he's not even a um, a Trippier. You know, he's not that kind of a player. He's not a a pacey right back or left back who's going to get bombed down the wing, beat a couple of uh, of the opposition players and ping in a pimp. He's never been that player. No. I mean, I remember watching him. Well, that's re- why he played at centre back in well, exactly. System. So you know, if you want that kind of a player as a manager and and you want to play that kind of system, then you know what? Maybe Aspie isn't your guy. Mm. You know, but if you want a guy who can defend with his life and do a decent enough job, uh, you know, going up going up in attack and supporting the other players, then he is. And as Marco said, he can he can play okay as one of a three as well. I mean he's he you know, I remember do you know remember what that lovely thing that Mourinho said years ago about Paolo Ferreira yeah, you know, he said he's the kind of player that I would give seven to every week. He's never going to be an eight or a nine or a ten, but I would have eleven players like Paolo Ferreira because what he gives me is consistency and solid. And well, solidity. Mourinho also famously came out with a line: uh, a team with eleven Aspilicueta's. Oh, win of course, the God, he League. did, didn't he? I remember cover on the CFC yeah. UK well, that's, fans. That's yeah. not yeah. to be surprised from Jose Mourinho. Well, By the go. way, I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying the impromptu chant renditions in this show i like to continue that with each player <laughs> we, we always do that we've, we've been known for our music you're very unlucky though no I was, I was expecting marco to turn up with his stylophone tonight oh yeah what about the stylophone no battery okay, okay. next story time. of my life mate now <laughs> story of your missus's life Shh. another Shh. player marco is Jorginho. um a lot of chat about him yes. in pre-season started last season very well there was a lot of hope for him rapidly declined I would say towards the end of the season his his man Mr Sarri went to Juve you thought there might be a chance he'd take him with him that's not going to happen he's going to be at Chelsea next season from whipping boy to top boy is that fair? Yeah I, I, I dropped another little Twitter bomb the did other you? day You've been Twitter yeah, bombing no, no, all week haven't you? Um, Jorginho Jorginho One dimensional under Sarri Three-dimensional like under Lampard. Now that that's, thought, that's really annoyed that was after me. The, but after the Barca game, because he he was, it was a strange analogy because people didn't rate Mikel, but he was like properly playing dirty in that game. He put on a couple of real yeah, reducers, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. And uh, you know, everybody likes to see that. I do. Plus, plus, you know, he's got aspects to his game that Mikel never did in terms of yeah. the ball playing aspect. Yeah. So. You know that bang on the head he had last. Well, do you know what? Last season, I have you banged to rights there. No pun intended. I just wrote, wrote uh, written a, an article for Football London around that whole concept of he was the whipping boy last season. And yeah, he could be our top boy this season. And I remember, you know, last season at the kind of, you know, nadir of his performances, which was around uh, Christmas time, early New Year. Um, well, the United. Well, I, I, I'm talking, re- yeah, but, I'm, but it was going south before that, and of course he was keeping Fabregas out, and Fabregas ended up leaving uh, that Christmas or the January because he just realised that son of Sarri was going to keep him out, and I said, well, look, you know, um, if you want a midfielder who can't run and can't tackle and can't defend but can pass a great ball, you might as well keep Fabregas, uh, and I never used to like Fabregas largely because of his Arsenal and. Uh, Barcelona connections but Fabregas bless his heart worked very hard to eke his way into yeah. Chelsea supporters hearts and did so very successfully because he he died for the cause literally and he he, he had a sublime pass and all the assists he made for Costa yeah, yeah, yeah exactly now you know you could say the same about Jorginho potentially because I think given that he's uh you know, plays in a slightly different position I can see him really working well in a two with Kante because his downfall is, of course, that he can't tackle and he can't defend and he can't run. But if he's got Kante next to him, he's got the cover that he needs. But I tell you what, he can pass. He's got skill and he's mm. got vision. And in a team lacking hazard next season, we're going to need all the uh, creativity and skill and vision we can get. And I think Jorginho could surprise a few people next season. Can we expect Conte to be back in the position that Angolo Conte should play yeah. next season? That's yeah. going to happen, right? That's a given. I think I think we well everybody's waiting. The to only see. person in the world who wouldn't play Kante where he's supposed to be played <laughs> is Sarri. Ch- Ch- Chelsea posted a photograph literally just before we came in here of the players training today, and there was 
Engolo. But he's <laughs> still kind of injured, isn't no, he? No, no, no. He was like yeah. running. So whether he gets a run out against Reading he on Sunday, I, They said I'm it's possible, sure. didn't they? I mean, before the Sarri uh, cultists, if, if there are any still alive who haven't kind of committed David Jones kind of Harry Carey yet. But um, there's hoping. They're in their uh, caves. You know, I do realise that the reason that Kante didn't play in his right position last year under Sarri, because, of course, Sarri never played a Did system where he played Did you the season before last? No, no I didn't. <laughs> but, you know, because... You know, Sarri played four three three. We played four two three one on variants of it, obviously. And I get it; it was totally different. And actually, you could say that Sarri was actually, you know, smart enough to realise that when you've got a player as good as Angelo Kante, you need to find a place for him somewhere and accommodate him. And his solution to that, given that he was always going to play Jorginho at the fulcrum of his four three three, was to put Angelo. You know, out out right, right but yeah. there was no. You know, it wasn't like Jorginho pushed Kante out of his natural position. Mm. Sarri never played a system which accommodated Kante's natural position. I'm really sensing a shift in you, Stanford Judge, <gasps> towards Jorginho. See, he knows where my bodies are buried. He's mm. been doing a show with me every Sunday for the last six months, <laughs> so I'm I'm stuffed, mate. Because <laughs> um, I never remember what I say. Another player who I was actually surprised wasn't favoured amongst certain sections of the Chelsea support is Willian. A contract I've always extension. liked yeah, I think but, I think that's the online thing again. I is it really? Yeah, I love, yeah, like a bit of Willie. Yeah, um, William, William and Alonso last season. I love uh, Alonso. No, no, exactly. We both we love yeah, all no, the people no. that everybody hate. Actually, no, but figured this out. You know, pe- pe- people online can't understand no. why. You know, Marcos Marcos Alonso runs, runs down, down the, the wing, wing for me. Gets sung at every game. As we do- love him, as does the William song. Yeah. You know, what, what, why does that happen? Well, actually, because the people who go to the games think they rate them um, and, see, and see it differently to, you know, the people online well, who Yeah, to be fair, though, it's them. because we're all drunk. Well, Why else that? would we do it, you know? Alcoholic Al- your Alcoholic your Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we're happy with the contract extension for Delighted Chelsea's for new number yeah, 10, potentially. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, there's always been a school of thought whether you love or hate William or not, as, as no doubt Marco will, will agree with. But the school of thought being that actually, essentially, William was always uh, best out left, which, of course, is exactly where Hazard played. Uh, and, and actually, William often played really, really well when Hazard was not around and he, he went in his natural position. So the fact that Hazard's gone, it, you, you never know. It might free William up to be the player that really... To be really honest, he's, ne- he's never really, I don't think, his, fulfilled his huge potential because William has got huge skill. And I'll tell you what else I like about William. If anything, you know, if, if any of the William doubters need reminding, he was our best player in the season where everybody downed tools mm-hmm. uh, when it all mm. went pear-shaped for Mourinho. Big Mourinho fave, wasn't it? You he? know, so William's got heart. He's not, he's not like a snowflake player at all. This is a competitor. I think, again, I think give him his natural position out left, give him the number 10 shirt, which he wears for Brazil. You know, not not really an iconic uh, shirt I mean, he, at all he, in Brazil, he, is it? The number he, 10 he, shirt. He, he's in the same way as Pedro, both, both Pedro and William and, and Giroud uh, are very important to Lampard this season. Yeah. Experience. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, the plus 30 crew big for Chelsea next season and we're going to talk more about next season with the great expectations Mm. the realistic targets and the glorious unpredictability of Chelsea FC Chidge JK in all the years you've been following Chelsea you hardly ever miss a match home or away but how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV oh Chidge I'd be bereft inconsolable the thought of missing my beloved blue boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match... And they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Uh, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month. And you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, 
No more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Ginge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. From Ali to Zaha, we've got it covered. Love Sport Radio. Yep, this is Love Sport and the Chelsea Fan Show with the Chelsea Fan Cast, the guys from Chelsea's Fan Cast, Stamford Bridge, uh, Stamford Chidge. Sorry, of course, I've got that name. pun wrong. You know, it's named Crikey. after me, don't you? I d- uh, of course, it is, mate. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. And uh, and the wonderful Mark Worrell as well. Now, we are going to be talking about Chelsea's expectations because everybody is asking the same question of what on earth is going to happen at Chelsea next season. And we've had a caller, Relegation. gents. We have got Mark from Ohio Delightful. on the line. Mark, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you gentlemen doing this evening? Very good, thank you. Now, what do you want to talk about? Uh, I guess we can talk about the expectations of the season. Go on then. What, what are your thoughts for Chelsea next year? Uh, um, I think my main concern is just where the goals are going to come from, which isn't just, uh, you know, we've had that issue for more than just this season ever since really since Costa left. So, honestly, I have no idea, and I don't really have any reservations about the season. Uh, Obviously, I'm super excited, you know, for Chelsea to be back, and I'm really excited to see the younger guys get a chance to play. You know, a lot of people say he's not good enough, he's not good enough. Well, They've done what they're supposed to do. They go out on loan, they perform, and then they come back and get their chance. So if they're not good enough, then they won't play, you know, and we'll replace them. And if they are good enough, that's even better. Mark, so I really don't have any expectations. No, I mean, well, I think that's really sensible because we're, we're in, you know, the bottom line is, mate, this season we're in, we're in massively new territory. I don't, you know, we've never been in this position, I don't think, you know, since Roman took over and, and changed everything. And I... I, I'll be honest with you, mate. You know, I'm, I'm lucky enough to go there week in, week out. It's it's more than just about what happens in the 90 minutes for me. So, you know, my expectations are, are that I, I enjoy my day out effectively and I don't ever get too upset. But I think you're right to be realistic, you know. We're not going to win the title next year. I'm pretty sure of that. We may we may do well in a cup competition. We may pick something up. But I think next season's all about consolidation and bringing as many of the potential stars of the future at Chelsea through as we can. Uh, just to pick up on your point about the strikers, I think you're absolutely bang on with that, mate. Um, you know, at the moment, we were talking about it a minute ago, we've got Tammy Abraham, who's very young, raw, and untried at Premier League level, but looks a really good player if he's given long enough to adapt. We've got uh, Michu Bachuai, easy for me to I say. I think you got it right the first Ma- time. Yeah. Matsu Bichuai. No, no, that, that, was, <laughs> yeah. that was a Michu mashup, Ma- wasn't Ma- it? Matsu Bichuai. Yeah, we've got, we, we got the Belgian... You're going to bite your tongue. No, I'm going no, to I'm I'm do, do a famous kind of football uh, manager thing. That the, the Belgian lad up front who, you know, is hit and miss. We know that, you know. Well, I, I was just going to say, I'll tell you what you won't see, despite the the... the, the possibility that we haven't got a striker who can find the net bet you any, bet you all the tea in china that lampard doesn't play false nine next season yes indeed but the thing is you know look you're right we've got batshuai who we're not sure about if he's good enough and we've got Giroud, who i think is a fantastic player but is not a guy who's going to score you well i always say this he's not a guy who's going to score you 20 plus goals a season but the show that matt and i used to do on a sunday with dear old Dave Seeger, the Gooner. Dave always says to me, we well, scored 20 goals for Arsenal quite regularly, actually. Mm. So that's a fallacy. But frankly, I don't see him doing it. So I think you're right. We might have a problem scoring goals. But I tell you what, what I have seen so far from pre-season, and yes, I know it's only pre-season, but Chelsea seem to be a lot more direct than they were last season. Uh, and they caused Barcelona a fair... You know, they look threatening a lot. So who knows? We don't know, do we? But I, I'm with you. I think it could be a bit of a weakness like it was last season. Mark, just uh, just quickly, you're from Ohio. Christian Pulisic obviously made an appearance against Barcelona. What can we look forward to next season with him? 
You can look forward to a guy who will give 100%, who will go out there, he'll press, and he will do what the manager asks him to do. There you go. Simple. Nice, yeah, nice and easy. Yeah. And Mark, before you go, I just want to put it to your prediction, if you will, for next season at Chelsea. Where do you think they're going to end up? Ooh. Jeez, uh, that's so tough. Um, I'm going to say anywhere from fourth to sixth. Mm, I think that's probably quite accurate. You know, we had 21 shots off the post. If half of those go in, you know, and I think this is the main thing. People always say, well, Chelsea's not good enough. Well, you don't have to be the best team on a match day. You just have to be better than the team that you play. So out of those 38, can we be the best team on the majority of those games? Sure, why not? I mean, what's what's honestly stopping us from doing that? Mark, Mark, I've got to say, I don't know what you've been drinking or smoking recently, but that's the most sensible you've been on this show since we started doing it. So give yourself yourself a gold star, a gold star, a a slap on the back and a cigar from me. Sounds good. <laughs> Mark, Mark, thanks for calling in, buddy. Cheers. <laughs> great stuff. Great stuff. Mark from a high thoughts on Cincinnati. those comments, <laughs> yeah. Cincinnati's a great lad. He's, we reached he's far threat- and wide here. He's on threatening Lost to come over and, and, and uh, come and have a drink with us and watch a game. He nearly came he over. He nearly last. came over. I hope he makes yeah. it over. It'll, it make, I have to say, actually, Matt, we, we know a lot. His visa got declined yeah, or but we, something. We know a lot of uh, the overseas <laughs> fans, particularly in the States, and they're, they're, it's, it's a bit like being a parent on Christmas Day, watching them open a present that they've been wanting forever. It's just oh, yeah. the, the, the childlike excitement on overseas fans' faces when they come and have a day out at the bridge. I mean, mate, I tell you, that, that's as much fun and a joy for me as sitting in the stadium yeah, and watching yeah. the football for 90 yeah. minutes. It's just it's so brilliant. different, isn't it? I mean, MLS yeah. is, is growing and is quite, yeah. I mean, it's huge out there yeah, now. Yeah, it's getting really big, but yeah. But it's, it's, you just sense it's not the same. I had a really interesting stat the other week, but uh, the Premier League, or the EPL, as they like to call it in America, it's the most watched uh, football in the States, followed closely by the MLS. Mm-hmm. But, you know, leagues like Serie A are way down. And this is exactly why that mug from Juventus is trying to create a European Super League to try and steal a television march on the Premier League. And there you go. Mm. Now, controversial. We were discussing expectations. We were. Realistic targets, fellas. What, what are we actually looking at next season? I want to season? win the league and the Champions League. Yeah? No, of course that it, yeah? Well, of course I want to win it. I'd love to win it, but it ain't going to happen. It's tough. I mean, I was listening to Frank Mark Lampard. Mark looking at me like I swallowed, oh, no. t- <laughs> swallowed a disco biscuit or something. Lamp, Lamps are, I mean, Lamps is such a great talker, isn't he? He's a very intelligent bloke, very well um, spoken when he speaks to the media. And he does seem very I'm honest. I'm in love he's, with him, He's mate. quite happy. I've I'm, always I'm been sure in love you with are. him. But you sense that even his expectations aren't too high next season. I think Frank's expectations have got to be, or no, his targets have got to be to stay in the job until the end of next season. Oh, no. I think that's a given, actually. I think I have a, I have a sincere belief that the penny at Chelsea has finally dropped. You know, you can't have your cake and eat it too. If you're not prepared to spend money, and I know we're not able to anyway because of the transfer ban, but if, if you're not prepared to, to compete with the likes of City and Liverpool, you've got to somehow accept that perhaps you're not going to be able to beat them to winning these competitions. And I, I genuinely do think that, that Roman, and I mean, you know, I, I say this uh, looking at Roman as a football fan as well as a, a businessman, he's put us so much money into that, into transforming that academy. He, you know, if I'm, if I'm Roman, you know, it's bearing fruit from that is as important to me as seeing us win and winning trophies. And I think, I hope, and I think that he may think that in Frank Lampard, he's got a chance to try and do that organically as opposed to just opening his big fat checkbook and buying a dud for 90 million again. So, Fast forward I didn't f- answer your question at all. Well, I'll, I'll I'm going to stand mate. for it's Parliament right. next year on that, that form. <laughs> um, Boris, Boris Chidge. Uh, careful. We look ahead to the first game at United. What are we thinking with regards to the starting eleven here? Because there's been a lot of chat about the fact that he's going to play the homegrown players and it's going to be very English-centric at Chelsea. It's not going to happen, is it? They get dubbed if they do. I think what you'll see is... I think there are... There, there are Maybe three quite three positions with question marks against them. Um, Kepper obviously is going to start in goal. I think Emerson will be over on at left back. Um, yeah, with you, what, I'm agreeing so far. What he does with with the the, the, the two centre backs and, and right back. That's well, let's, a little let's, bit of a grey area. Let's start with four two three one, right? I think that's what he's going to go with. So Aspilicueta will yeah. be on the right. Emerson, I agree. I think he, he's yeah. ahead of Alonso at the moment in Frank's thing. Oh, yeah. So Emerson and Aspi. Who yeah. are your centre-backs? Louise? So Definitely. 
Rudiger's not going to be back in no. time, is he? So Christensen. So Christensen. Rather than Zuma? Well, I, I, I love Zuma, so... As do I. Yeah. If Kurt's happy, so, I'm happy. Yeah, exactly. I think I think Louise seems to be pretty so, much nailed on. He played 90 minutes. Uh, he was the only play, outfield player to play 90 minutes. I can't remember which friendly it was. Might have been Barcelona, actually. Um, so I think he's nailed on for his experience, and then he'll play one of. But I don't know where that's going. Mid Midfield, because of injuries, seems to be, you know, for the United game. Jorginho, Jorginho Kante or Kovacic? Yeah, I mean, it looks like Kante might actually... If he's fit, he'll play. Yeah, yeah. So, and so will Jorginho in my book. Yeah, Jorginho's ahead of Kovacic, although, you know, he played But if, played if, really if Kante's well. not fit, I think it'll be Jorginho and yeah. Kante, uh, Kovacic. Yeah. And that'd be okay. And then, uh, you know, on on Pedro... On the and, right? And Willian. Well, you see, I think Willian might might go in the number 10 role and Pulisic will be on the left. So it'll be Pulisic, Willian, Pedro. I don't think... I think Pulisic is going to start, yeah? I don't think... I don't So what do you I don't, reckon? I don't want to upset all my friends across the pond. Yeah. Mark, but... Marco hates the Yanks, by no, the way. No, <laughs> no. I haven't seen enough from... <laughs> I haven't seen enough yet from Pulisic to say, yeah, you know what, kid, you're going to start mm. that game at Old Trafford. I think he might. So just, you think William will still be on the left? Yeah, I don't think. I don't think Frank's Barkley in the middle then. Throw him. Yeah, yeah. I'd have, I'd be happy with that. So William Barkley Pedro, potentially. Yeah, yeah I'd be happy with that. Yeah, Who's up front then? Giroud. I think you'd go with Giroud. I would. Yeah. Yeah, that's He's what I'm saying. I, I just Away think, at Old Trafford. Yeah, I just yeah. think, you know, there's all this... I know it's disappoint, going to disappoint a lot of people and they're going to go, oh, you know, if, if we don't get a result, it'd be Lampard out for playing all the old duffers, as yeah. they say. How many but... young players in that side from the youth? Zero. Well, here exactly. we go, fellas. I'm going to read that back out to you, OK? You've got Kepper in goal, Azpilicueta, yep. Lewis, yep. Christensen, yeah, and Emerson as the back Christensen, four. Christensen, Stroke, Zuma, right. Louise... Okay, Asp and Emerson. Right, Conte, Jorginho, slash yep. Kovacic, depending yep. on what happens there. Yep. You've got Willian, Pedro and Barkley in yep. the middle with Giroud up top. So yep. after all the chat about yep. Frank Lampard yep. blooding the youngsters, yep. blooding the yep. English talent, August the 11th, yep. United against Chelsea, yep. Ross Barkley is the only one. Yep. Okay. Brilliant. Who would you rather play? Uh, I'm going to answer that after this, Stanford. Giving your team a voice. Love Sport Radio. Yep, it's the legend of the yes. week on the Chelsea Fan Show. Stamford Chidge, please yes. enlighten us. Who is it? Well, I've I, I got to be honest, Matt. I've been really naughty here because I, as it's holiday season, oh. I've missed a few of the last uh, Friday shows. And, of course, we have this legend of the week thing that we have. And I've been really lovely because whoever's been on, I said, look, just choose your biggest hero, whoever you like. And, because I'm in, I'm in charge of the schedule. So, for example, I knew last week that Clayton would choose Peter Bonetti because that's his hero. Um, and I and whoever else has been on, I knew that who they would choose, and you know, like actually, I didn't know that Dean was going to choose Carlo Cudicini. That was a bit out of the blue, but it's a curveball. I know, wasn't it? But you know, if I if I had to to like you know be absolutely you know nailed down as to who my Chelsea hero is, it, it, it's Kerry Dixon because that's when There's I really only start. One Kerry Dixon, one Kerry Dixon, because you know he Kerry he Dixon. was uh, you know. So far and away, our star player at a time when we had this brilliant genius-like quality of being absolutely rubbish and then absolutely brilliant within the space of a season. I mean, effectively, Kerry carried that team for nearly 10 years. He's our, he was, well, he was our second highest goal scorer until Frank pushed him into third. Um, he was just the epitome for me. I mean, it was his birthday on Wednesday and I kind of, you know, retweeted a bit of the Chelsea stuff showing all these goals. Uh, they did a lovely compilation of his goals. And you just watch that and you you go, my goodness me, you forget. Actually, this is what a proper striker is all about. You know, he could finish from anywhere. I mean, the goal against uh, Arsenal at Highbury mm. when we came back, uh, that goal, the second goal against United when we duffed him in 1989-90. <laughs> Do you remember that one, Matt? You know, <laughs> I mean, it, you know, a through ball comes in first time from 18 yards, puts it... Uh, of course, I mean, that was the season when you came back yeah, up as that well, was wasn't when it? We, yeah, when we finished fifth, mate, mm. having been in the second division the year before. Nobody talks about that schmozzle. Anyway, the bottom line is the epitome of what a proper, old-fashioned striker should be. Blonde. He's like Roy of the Rovers, mate. Yeah, yeah. Blonde, good-looking, yeah. 
beefy guy, puts the ball away, drinks 10 pints of lager afterwards, loves the fans, and he still does, and he's still yeah, like that. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, final point, Marco. I mean, I, I, I pinch myself uh, when I wake up sometimes. Some, I, I did a podcast with Kerry for a year and a half. I'm honoured and proud to call him a mate. If you'd have asked me 30 years ago that one day I would say that I, I'm a mate, I would have, I'd have laughed in your face. And you're the same, Mark. No, He's no, a mate of yours too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing, yeah, thing, with, thing with Kerry is he's a, he's a couple of um, two or three weeks younger than me. Yeah. And I was rubbish at football. Yeah, me too. And, um, you know, here, here was this kid who was my age wearing the number nine yeah. shirt for Chelsea. And I was at that game, 25th of September. You were at Highbury. You wrote yeah, a book yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, wrote a whole book about one game. How about that? About one goal. Um, about one goal. Yeah. It's a big book too. Not that many um, pictures. Yeah. Couldn't afford them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know that that whole thing, that game, that goal that he scored, and, the, and that reaction, that image afterwards of the yeah, arm, arms aloft, classic. The whole reaction, that, and the the other moment that really sticks out in my memory when Kerry left Chelsea he, he ended up back playing for Luton Town his hometown club and Chelsea played Luton in the semi-finals of the I think it was the second ever yeah. FA Cup semi ever to be played yeah. at Wembley they played Luton 94 Kerry was playing for Luton I mean Luton were rubbish but the whole stadium, Luton fans, Chelsea fans, were singing one Kerry Dixon. You were there, weren't you? Yeah, I was at the game. And, um, you know, even even now, you know, somebody said, list your top 25 football moments. And that, and and the, the Arsenal mm. game, you know, with that fella involved in both mm. of those situations, are right up there just mm. in terms of, you know, People say, what's it all about? Why do you go to football games? Why do you want why. to be at the stadium? That's it. You can't crystallise that. No. That's um, so, you know, that 994 as well, obviously huge. I can't think what happened in the FA Cup final that year. When yeah. You got, you got by it rained. Referee, you, mate. You, you, it rained. <laughs> you mentioned that. And it you rained said, a lot. You said no one talks only, about if, that. If only Gavin Peacock's shot had mm. been a bit. Oh, I know, didn't it? I mean, a different And he'd scored twice. Yeah. In the 1-0 victories that season, hadn't he? He did. You said not to talk about that schmozzle. Yeah. But he was obviously quite influential well, fact, in that season that, that you came you know, back. Bobby Campbell, yeah, I think, was the yeah. manager I mean, at the everybody, time. Everybody delights, opposition fan delight in saying, oh, we were rubbish in the 80s. Well, there were times when we were absolutely rubbish. I mean, we nearly went down to the third division. But, you know, we came back in 84, the season that Marco's talking about, when uh, in the first game back, uh, we, we, we had about 20-odd thousand or more at Highbury for yeah. that. Beautiful sunny August day. It was on the telly. Kerry scores uh, that goal. We draw one all. We ended up, what, fifth that season? Mm. And we and we got relegated a couple of seasons later because they, you know, John Neal kind of retired or got pushed upstairs. John Hollins came in, ruined it with Ernie Horrible Wally. And then Bobby Campbell takes over. They were brilliant in 89. They come back up. And again, we finished fifth. Yeah. And, you know, people kind of forget that. Mm. Oh, Chelsea were rubbish. They were all like, you know, always nearly getting relegated until Roman turned. It's rubbish, Matt. I love your impression, Stamford Chidge. Yeah. I also have to say, it was quite an archetypal old school centre forward, Wasn't right? he just? So no red cards None in his entire all. career. Isn't that, um, I d- Staggering. I'm, I'm astonished too, mate. I'm astonished by that stat. I'm have to talk to him about that next time I see him. So what are you playing at, Kerry? You know, but it's not that 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 isn't. Um, I'm, un- I'm amazed by but, that. But it's not unusual with out and out strikers. Yeah. They never tackled think, anybody. Did Lineker <laughs> no, got away did he? with it? Didn't he never. No, no, didn't even get Lineker a booking. Get booking no. Alan Smith only got one which I think was uh, yeah. towards the very yeah. end of his career that he was really annoyed about. Fellas, I'm just going to move on because we've got another caller. No way. It Aussie likes In the legend card, of the week, that's, that's it is ungentlemanly conduct. It is, like, isn't be, it? They should get a red card. Okay, well, you can tell Daniel from San Diego I that will. because he wants to give a suggestion no, I love Daniel. on who should start up front for that opening game we were discussing. Daniel, how are you doing? Good morning, fellas. How's it going? This better be good, Daniel. You're interrupting Kerry Dixon, legend of the week. I will be very quick, Chiz. I will be very quick. I would like to see them play Tammy versus Giroud to see some pace up front to actually have a go at that ridiculously poor back line of United. Because, I mean, I think if anyone runs at them, they'll all fall, fall over quite badly. You'd scare the hell out of Phil Jones, wouldn't he? I wouldn't take much. All that dude has to do is look in the mirror. And it's scary enough. <laughs> so, Daniel, Tammy, I mean, you think he'll do a better job than Giroud? 
No, look, I, I love Ali Giroud, but I would just like to think that if we play out-and-out out three pacey people up front with Willian or Barkley to kick, kick the ball through to actually run onto, they'll roll over very, very quickly. I mean, and the United have no pace to defend it. They'll put Vidic in, who's, well, he's slower than me turning around in the back. So that being said, I just can't imagine them ever being able to defend against it. Mm. Nice. Daniel, thank you very much for that. You think Cheers, that Dan. Tammy Abraham should start ahead uh, it's not, of I Olivier I don't have a problem Giroud. with that. No, it's, I, I it's think he'll, I think he'll be on the bench, but I mean, what a great player to have coming on. Mm. You know, bring him on 20 minutes to go, depending on where we are in the game, you know. Absolutely. Now, fellas, before we go, because we're nearly at the end of this wonderful show yes. that we are doing right now, Reading coming up. Yeah. Bit of an old school preseason Isn't friendly, it? that. Now, see, people like me and Marco like uh, preseason games like that rather than like well, Summerton, Summerton Town. I remember when we had Cundy on the fan cast in the first year we were doing it, Cheltel turned up with a. I mean, it, was like, it made the fanzine look like a glossy magazine. This was Somerton Town versus Chelsea in about 1982 or so. I know it would have been later than that, about 1989 maybe. And, uh, and Telltale kind of sidled up to kind of said, Jason, can you, uh, can you, can you sign the programme? I never managed to get to you at the time. I cunningly fell off his chair. I mean, <laughs> could, but that, that's proper old school uh, pre-season. And I, I, it's gallivanting around the world, 14-hour trips to Japan, so you can sell a few, few flaming shirts. really gets on my wick, mate. Yeah. Frankly, it's, it's not. I mean, the first Madrid derby is being held at the MetLife Stadium, isn't oh, it? I is that a proper is, match, though? I don't because I know so. that they're angling for that because La Liga are basically sucking up they're to the US. They're going to play a game over there. Yeah, they're they? sucking up to Stitiliano, whatever his name is. Who wants this? Who, who's the guy who does the Intercontinental Cup thing? You know, the Americans are basically sorry, Yanks that I know and love. They're trying to we've steal. Had two, we've had two on the show. Yeah, they're trying to steal the game from Europe, mate. You know, they're imperialist. That's it. You know. <laughs> Simple okay. as that. Well, all right. Bit of politics. All right, Stavichich. On that note, we are going to finish <laughs> probably, this week. Probably before we get Chelsea soon taken off air. Show. Fair enough. Chaps, thank you very much for joining me. Matt, well the done. On the on Chelsea your debut. Fancast. Yes, well my done. debut indeed. Round of applause for Matt. There bit, you go. A bit like an Adrian Mutu, I'd like to think. That kind of debut. Hopefully it doesn't end up the same. <laughs> you should hope not. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Chelsea Fan Show on Love Sport. Mine. We'll be back same time next week. Marcos, Marcos Alonso runs, runs down, down the, the wing, wing for me. Do, 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 do. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. 